When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Coffee and Hardcore Season 2, Episode 4. We're here. We made it. I know I say that every time, but I'm always surprised when we make it to a new episode. The episode is titled, I'm a Level 5 Vegan. I won't eat anything that casts a shadow. I'm a Level 5 Vegan. I won't eat anything that casts a shadow. Wow. I'm Wiley Willis from Chicago, Illinois, with my trusty co-host, Mick Cox from Parkersburg, West Virginia. And on this episode, we chat with Texan vegan hardcore band Vanguard. That's right. I think the chat went really well. Both the Vanguard individuals were really well-spoken and actually gave me a lot to think about. It really got me thinking about what they said and seeing it from from the other flip, the other side of the coin. I'm glad we can think differently and be civil and have a good conversation, even though we think, eh, you know, I don't know. And I try and look at a point of view from every angle, but I am glad they gave me some things to really think about. Like both the Vanguard folks gave me some vegan food for thought. I really enjoy that very much. And we, when we're presented with information, it's good to research it and grow from it. Anyways, it was a good chat and I'm thrilled we got to talk to Vanguard. Um, and I'm glad we got to talk to their camp about hardcore and about their other band as well. Yeah, it was, it was a good chat. And, um, and like you said, there's a lot of things that was brought up that we got to think about. Um, and, and you'll hear it. I don't want to give anything away, uh, cause it is a good conversation. I think it unfolds nicely. And, uh, I was a little nervous about having this conversation because they are, um, I don't want to say the word militant cause that, that kind of paints a picture we thought they were we thought they were yeah Yeah. from their social media posts and stuff like that so i'm the conversation was really good and uh eye-opening and it was good to hear from a different perspective and also know that you know in the long run good human beings you know what i'm saying yeah like really good really good human beings so it was a good conversation i loved it i loved it they were nerds which i like too yeah (laughs) total nerds yes Like, and that's not a diss. That's a cool thing. That made oh, me that... see them as like way cooler people. Right. We're nerds too. Yeah. I thought that was really cool because by like their social media look and everything like that, I was like, oh, these dudes are going to be like hard ass, tough ass dudes who are right. like, F you if you're not vegan. <laughs> Shoot no. up a McDonald's. But like, <laughs> they weren't like that at all. They were like, Hey, what's up, guys? We're yeah. like, uh, we're super cool dudes. We're into guns and uh, we like video games. Deal with it, nerds. I was like, dude, these guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good um, Yeah. 
but it was it was april fool's day when we did the vanguard chat and a few days after my 40th birthday now right my birthday was wednesday so i'm officially over the hill old man hardcore i I had a great old man birthday i got to i got a weighted blanket which i've wanted for a while that's how you know you're old man yes yes i got to relax on my birthday and libby felt bad she's like are you sure you don't want to be doing anything for your birthday i'm like this is my 40th birthday i want to sit on the couch with my weighted blanket drink my coffee and relax yes <laughs> yes um and i also got the best and most ridiculous gift from the mick cox family i got a kool-aid man bling 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 what? Yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> necklace in the mail i opened it up and it blew my mind i think i laughed i like giggled for probably 20 minutes straight it is so funny. I, first, I want to show a picture of this, but I don't know how we can on on the podcast. You know what? We can we can uh, on the when we post it on, on put a, social put a media, link. we'll put a link to it. But we can also kind of maybe maybe we can somehow incorporate it into uh, the uh, advertising or something. I wonder. There's no way to like make the picture of this one episode. That oh yeah, we can. Is, oh we can? yeah, we can. Yep. Just this yep. one yep like on on spotify we can yes it'll come that's up it. as that that's I'll what we're you, gonna do what you need to do you you take a picture of because you do really good displays or whatever you do it it will totally make it make it like an instagram post you know the square and it'll yeah, totally yeah. it'll totally fit yep done and done it'll be a special edition <laughs> <laughs> so one more thing one more thing i wanted to get into is on april fool's day which was a few days ago Harley posted that the original Age of Coral Chromex were getting back together, and I freaked out, forgetting it was April Fool's Day. <laughs> it, it like it said it said original Chromex getting back together. Uh, click below for announcement dates, and I was like, yes! I clicked below, and it was like April Fools, <laughs> dude. I seriously, my heart was like, Aww. Um, when, just, when i saw when i saw those posts i knew you're gonna i knew you were wigging out about it and i was like i know this has to be april fools I, and i i did the same thing but i was like i knew if you saw it you're gonna wig out dude i seriously had a, a mild seizure slash heart attack <laughs> like for a split second that was like the greatest most hateful april fools joke ever <laughs> um anyways we got we got albums re- we got album reviews if i can yeah. take the marbles out of my mouth for you guys we got ill communication we got stepping stone we got power alone and we got my favorite glorious yeah and uh wiley and i talk about coffee of course right yeah. uh, i review unicorn blood that wiley sent me from dark matter coffee and then wiley talks about steaming bean coffee from colorado that was sent to him from jesse of veritas vinyl that's right we are trying to time our segments (laughs) (laughs) we did we we did time our segments it didn't work um but let's see if we can make it work let's see if we can cut this down uh let's see if we can cut the time down and get into the vegan meat of the podcast if you will let's get started and uh hey thank you guys for spending time with us on coffee and hardcore and like we've been saying if you like this if you dig it hey share this with your friends like it follow us on spotify 
write a review on Apple Podcasts. No. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, hey, if you dig this, share this with folks. It'd be awesome if you could do that. Best part! All right, so it is that time of the show when we get down to business and we talk about coffee because that's part of our name, right? Coffee and hardcore. So we're going to talk about coffee. And this week we are once again talking about the coffee that we really enjoy or coffee that we send to one another to try because we like it. Yeah. So, and just, let's let's say that I'm finally drinking. This is the first time drinking coffee on the show. That's right. Because we're doing this part in the afternoon. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> noon or 11 my or noon my, I don't know, what time is it? It's 11 my time, noon your time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we usually do this at night. Right. And I don't drink coffee past five. And yeah. we thought we were going to get the whole Vanguard episode. We thought we were going to whole shebang it and we couldn't because no. it went too long. <laughs> <laughs> it went way too long. So this is the first time I'm drinking coffee on Coffee and Hardcore. <laughs> and I'm drinking Up the Pups. Nice. By Oak and Crow. Yeah. And I was super excited and I told my wife, I finally get to drink coffee on coffee hardcore. She's like, Yeah, but it's Oak and Crow. And you talk about Oak and Crow all the time. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, of course I drink coffee all the time on the show. And uh right now I am drinking the Silver Bridge coffee, the Mothman Dark Blend. But you're not allowed so, to review it. But I'm not allowed to review that. So because we I'm got actually, a special a special reviewer coming up to review it. Right, right. So I'm actually going to review the coffee that you sent me cool. from, from dark matter. Yeah. And uh, here in Chicago, here in Chicago. And it's very unique. It is number one, the name is awesome. And so if the name's awesome, the look of the bag is awesome. The coffee has got to be good, right? Well, the coffee is out of this world and better than the bag and the name. The coffee is unicorn blood. It's what, what? their, yep. <laughs> unicorn blood the espresso blend uh that dark matter has and i'm just gonna lead a read a little bit of the back of the bag because the seriously the packaging for the bag the way it's laid out even how they describe it it's just yeah. out of this world tell, tell them about the packaging the packaging is i don't even know how to explain it it's got a unicorn on it with crystals coming behind it there's uh a hand uh that's just kind of looks like it's given a high five but it has almost like this all-seeing eye with lightning bolts coming out of it uh there's a droplet of blood falling down and the colors of the black bag black blag. <laughs> the colors of the, blag. <laughs> the colors of the bag are like purple burnt orange brown like this uh silvery blue i mean it yeah, is they did not hold back on that imagery no no even even the font for unicorn blood is in like this 80s sci-fi yeah. it's awesome but the way was, they just oh, sorry go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, well no. i was telling i was telling you that i thought it had kind of like a adventure time kind of vibe yes. to it like like when they zoom in and they <laughs> yeah. and they do the you know because adventure time does the newer version of the ren and stimpy where they zoom in on mm -hmm. things it's like that um like ice kind of, king it's kind of a mix between that and when you're watching a really weird 80s movie where they do the psychedelic thing yeah like an 80s horror or or sci-fi movie and they kind of get weird and do the psychedelic yep. that's kind of like what it reminds me of yeah. but um here's here's the description on the bag and it's 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 awesome 
Immortal beings rejoice. Unicorn blood is a powerful concoction stylized and scrutinized to be the best all Americana espresso we can bestow upon the planet. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but yeah, it, man, it is unbelievable. It has this, it like we drank this bag so fast. What is it? Like 12 ounces. Yeah. This 12, this, this 12 ounce bag did not last a week. It was gone before the end of the week. It does That's have crazy. Like, it has this crazy sweet syrupy taste to it. Like, Yes, it's dark. I know it's also espresso. I said it right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it doesn't... Normally when you drink a lot of stuff, like a lot of espresso, it kind of gives you a little bit of the jitters. But this did not give me the jitters. I could have drank... like I could have drank like four cups of this in one day. And a matter of fact, I think I did. (laughs) Drink four cups in one day? Yeah, I I got a lot of stuff done, but I didn't have the jitters. And it it was pretty good. Um, matter of fact, the, I think the week we busted this out was the week we were working on our garden and stuff in the yard. And I think I got a lot of stuff done. <laughs> That's good, but, it, but it's good stuff. It, it is, it, it lives up to the mythical beast of unicorn. You feel like you're drinking something that special. What, who was it? The, the, uh, the celebrity that kind of went crazy and talked about how he used to, he would drink tiger blood. I have no idea. Gosh, who was that? It was some weird dude that was big in the 80s and Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Oh. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of it, Tiger it's Blood. Better, it's better than Tiger Blood. It's unicorn blood. It's good stuff. Dang, son. Rest in peace, <laughs> Charlie Sheen's brain. <laughs> What's up with Charlie Sheen? <laughs> I think he, I think maybe he had uh, a little. We were talking about psychedelic experiences. What the bag looked like. I think maybe he had a little too many psychedelic experiences in the past. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us about what you guys are. What you're reviewing. I'm doing steaming bean coffee from Colorado. Whoa. It's the Guatemala blend medium roast. Ooh. It comes, it's cool too. The packaging is really cool because it comes in like a brown paper coffee bag with the logo and information stamped on it. It's like a very oh, nice. like DIY. Yeah. Like they just took like the stamp pad and nice stamped, stamped that BH right on there and then uh, filled the bag full of coffee and sent it out. Um, Jesse from Veritas, our record label guy sent this to me to try it out because he's a huge coffee head nice so i in return sent him a bag of suicide prevention coffee and hardcore oak and crow coffee he said he really liked it it was the road crew because he's also a medium blend kind of kind of guy awesome awesome um but i have to say it's absolutely amazing coffee for real amazing smell smelled great in the grinder and uh when I took a, I, like, I opened up the bag and just took a big sniff and I was like, wow, this, you know how you can just tell it's going to be good coffee? Right, right. Like, this is going to be good coffee. Because I've opened up some coffee that people wanted me to try and I was like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I regret, I think I might regret this, but <laughs> this is not that. It smelled very fresh and very earthy. Uh, I recommend this coffee a hundred times over. No joke. I think you would actually really like it, but it might, it, I think it leans like on the, on the light medium side so you might not like it at all um but i poured this coffee into my teenage mutant ninja turtle coffee mug that i got from a friend for christmas 
and that friend is you. It's me. <laughs> uh, it was smooth, fresh, full-bodied cup of coffee. I'd recommend it to the world. Um, and I do want to thank Jesse from Veritas for sending it to me. And we'll put a link to it. Oh, yeah. People can can go and, and buy it because I really think they should go and buy it. Yeah. You know, isn't it the one of the most wonderful things in the world when you get a new bag of coffee and you open it and it actually smells good and you're like, you know, it's going to be good. It's like, yeah, it gives you just this warm, fuzzy feeling on the inside. Like this is going to be a great thing for sure. Cause I know I got a coffee that someone wanted us to try for the podcast and I opened it up and smelled it. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I, I put it in the grinder took a big sniff i was like double no <laughs> and then i poured it in and made it waited took a sip and i was like oh man i contacted the person and i was like i don't think you want me to, i don't think you want us to review this coffee and he's like really i'm like no <laughs> i don't think no. it's a good idea i know I what that person's you know what i'm talking about yeah because i think i got the same because i got one too and yeah. I felt the same way and, and I felt bad. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I didn't want to, well, like, I, I smelled it and I was like, oh, oh no. Well, we're there's gonna just no way it. I could have <laughs> talked about it in a good way. Like, I know that sounds kind of shitty, but like, I just, I have to be real, you know? Right. I can't be like chugging it down with a sour face and be like, this is great. great. <laughs> you know, so I, I just I, contacted him and said, you know thanks but no thanks right right <laughs> we're all we're all about putting out the positive stuff <laughs> anyways um my wife did get me a subscription for my birthday uh so i got to go pick three bags of coffee that i never tried before and they're gonna come to me each week nice that was pretty exciting i was kind of bummed at first because my brain is weird and She's like, yeah, I got you this coffee subscription. You get to go through like 500 bags and pick what you want. I'm like, ah, like, what if, 500 bags. Like, what if I picked the wrong one and it's nasty? I feel like I wasted your money, you know? And she's like, no, it's supposed to be fun. And I was like, okay. But it gave me anxiety. I know that sounds crazy. That's funny. But hey, you get three bags of coffee to try. Yeah. I just, I don't like wasting things. And so... It just kind of, I hope they're good. If they're not good, you can share the wealth with somebody else that you know. That yeah, can. I'll send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this sucks. You can have it. <laughs> cool, man. Right. That's, Let's that's end our, it. That's our coffee talk. Boom, out. I'm going to get more coffee and then I'll be back. Nice. Fresh pots. <laughs> late at night on the cliffs, asks the blind Earl of Gloucester, how do you see the world? And the blind man Gloucester replies, I see it feelingly. And shouldn't we all? Animals must be off the menu because tonight they are screaming in terror in the slaughterhouses, in crates and in cages. Vile, ignoble gulags of despair. You see, I heard the screams of my dying father as his body was ravaged by the cancer that killed him. And I realized I'd heard those screams before. In the slaughterhouse, their eyes stabbed out and their tendons slashed on the cattle ships to the Middle East, and the dying mother wail as a harpoon explodes in her brain as she calls out to her calf. 
they cries were the cries of my father. I discovered that when we suffer, we suffer as equals. And in their capacity to suffer, a dog is a pig, is a bear, is a boy. hardcore we're pretty right. excited for this uh let's welcome the guitar player and singer of vanguard correct that's right yes. how are you okay i'm doing good um you guys can you can say your names or you can stay anonymous i think you choose to stay anonymous is that right yeah we're, we can just say uh we're the founding members of the band and um we uh respectively uh i'm the vocalist and this is the guitarist <laughs> Awesome. Nice. Well, let's jump into it. Y'all are from Texas, is that correct? Uh, not originally. Um, actually, I think every member except one is a transplant to the state. Yeah, I'm originally from Wisconsin, and then I went to college in Las Vegas. I, went, I got my degree from UNLV. Uh, and then I moved here last year. Our other guitarist is from uh, fucking... Um, sorry. Can we can we swear on here? I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, our our other guitarist is a transplant from uh, Missouri, from St. Louis. They are doing their PhD at the University of Houston. Um, they moved here at the perfect time. Davis, our bass player, is born and raised in Dallas, right? Yep. Um, and. He, yeah, uh, I was uh, born in the Midwest and then um, came to Texas for work, and um, I've just moved uh, further and further south, and I landed in Houston um, not knowing anybody. I had, like, one friend here, um, and uh, so it was really weird moving to a new city, and um, right when I moved here, uh, Daniel from Die Young moved away, so I took a, a, a personal affront to that of... <laughs> And I get to town, then I'm so excited to finally get to hang out on a regular basis. And he's like, yeah, I'm out of here. So, <laughs> so I didn't know anyone here. And um, I was super happy to connect with, um, we actually got connected to one another uh, through a uh, Magic the Gathering play group. And uh, that's how we uh, ended up being friends. And then uh, we were like, we just stayed friends literally. Like we met once and we were just like, yep, this is, this yeah. is pretty natural. So maybe that's cool. We're where from the Midwest are you from? So I, I was born in Kansas, and um, then I uh, I grew up there, and then I uh, I went to school uh, in Oklahoma and worked in Texas. So gotcha. That's cool. Um, do you guys? I don't know. I'm not really familiar with the Texas scene, but do you guys get a lot of flack in Texas for being a vegan hardcore band? Um, not really. Like. We haven't gotten a lot of flack for being a vegan band, like, at all. Um, and really, it's funny. Um, Houston, as far as veganism and vegan culture goes, is, is one of the most diverse and vegan-friendly cities I've ever actually lived in. 
Oh, wow. Um, and I mean, it's pretty much the same with all the metropolitans in Texas, like uh, DFW, obviously Austin, uh, San Antonio, um, are really all pretty vegan friendly. So, I mean, it, it, as far as Black for being a vegan band, um, not as much as I thought we would. Um, and just in general, like, you know, a lot of the presumptions, especially again in, in metropolitan areas surrounding veganism are, are kind of dying a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, talking about the transplant thing, um, I think that's a huge part of it. Um, not that there aren't native Texans that are doing cool shit. I'm not saying that, but um, I know that like Austin is almost entirely, it's like miniature LA, you know, it's like, it's just this gathering point for people from all over the country. And um, Houston, to a degree, uh, is a, a large, um, sort of, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's like a cultural melting pot. It's the most, um, what, did, what did they say the other day on the news? It's the most culturally, culturally diverse uh, city in the U.S. And um, I think we're either third or fourth largest city. Um, so it's sort of like it's I'm, fourth is about to be third largest yeah. city in the next couple of years. Yeah, so it's, it's weird because it's like you think – deep Texas and barbecue and those sort of things. And sure. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and chili and like the, you know, typical like Texan staples, which is still true, but the vegan culture, especially in Houston is, um, pretty immense. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And it would like really kind of blow your mind. And it, the cool thing about it is it's, it's, uh, almost all of the establishments, um, I would say easily more than 70% of them are POC owned. And um, it's driven by the uh, cultures that kind of mashed together into the city. So the black vegan community here is huge. Um, and the Asian vegan community is huge. And they are sort of like the two pillars of the city. Like I would yeah. say almost all of the vegan restaurants in Houston proper uh, are either black or Asian owned and, and almost exclusively uh, uh, black or Asian, um, or I mean, um, yeah, like those same cultures, black folks or, or Asian folks are the clientele too. So it's not like, I, I've been to other cities sure, where sure. you go to, um, you know, a vegan restaurant and it's like crutchy granola white people, you know what I mean? Um, and it's definitely not the case here. It's like, it's really interesting. Like you go to a, a place that's serving cultural food that just happens to be veganized and it's being enjoyed by folks who aren't even all vegan, but it's so good that they all are drawn to it anyways. And it's really, it's, it's a pretty unique situation. Uh, I know Atlanta has similar situations. Like uh, there, there's like a large uh, vegan community there and it's sort of the same thing. Like they serve cultural foods that are all just vegan, vegan versions of cultural staples. And it's uh, for me, I'm like, I'm in hog heaven. Like, yeah, for I, real. Like, there's so much good food here. It's it's ridiculous. Like and we had we had vegan like real vegan smokehouse barbecue last night. It was incredible. Yeah, shout out uh, Houston Sauce Pit. Well, yeah, even the vegan and vegetarian food nowadays is easier to come by, and it tastes a lot better. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you know, late '90s, early 2000s, when I was eating a lot of vegetarian food. Trash, brutal, <laughs> like rub, like rubber, rubber vegan hot dogs. Yeah, Boca burgers. Yeah, yeah, and uh, go veggie slices that were just yeah, like the worst rubber garbage. Yeah, it was like 
heating up plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Business. Yeah, honestly, I mean, but I mean, you know what? Sometimes I like to slum it and like get some like shitty vegan hot dogs and like, yeah, like put them in baked beans and eat like I'm, you know, a garbage person again. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm going to ask this question. I already know the answer to it because of the other band that you're in. But for the listeners, are you guys a straight edge band also? Actually, it's an interesting question. We get asked this all the time. Uh, we have, this is the answer also. I'll let you turn. Uh, the band is made up of people who are straight edge. Um, we don't, not all the members are, and it's not a requirement. And we are not a straight edge band explicitly. We are just a band with straight edge. But your other band is that's a straight edge band. Would, yeah, I mean, that's how I would put it. I think we get lumped in with the XVX crowd a lot because of our association with New Age and a lot of the imagery we use. And like, and I'm not us being vegan straight edge. Yeah, edge and people. us being vegan straight edge people. <laughs> yeah. The two founding members. Yeah. Three of us. <laughs> yeah, two founding members and three of us being in Life Force anyways. And like there's three of you in, in Life Force. Yeah. Yeah, our yeah. bass player also. Um Okay. And I'm not like upset at it or anything because like, you know, like, yeah, we are vegan and straight edge, but intentionally, um like we don't have any musical or lyrical content that is about straight ed or anything other than than veganism or leftist politics yeah yeah and we'll branch obviously with the first lp we were pretty laser focused on what our messaging was going to be um or lp ep so did you hear my review of your guys's album oh from the episode that you played it on yeah uh, so I actually was told to go listen to it, and and <laughs> actually it might have been you that told me to go listen to it. But no, I have to, I haven't gone and listened to it yet. I'm okay. actually a little bit like, I mean, I'm sure it was fine, but I'm I am always hesitant to listen to reviews because I'm makes me nervous. It makes me nervous yeah. as fuck, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good it was a good review. Um, it was. At that time, I had only started listening to it, so it would be different now too okay like if i reviewed it now i think i would give it so one thing i said which i thought you were going to uh hit on was the the content i'm i'm also vegan and so i was telling nick i'm like i I love the record i think it's a great record but like every song was just about (laughs) yeah about about being vegan and nick was like nick was like i think that was the point though i think Yeah, that we was like the... very intentional. <laughs> yeah, when we talked about writing the originally, actually, so you know, it's it's divided up into the tracks, and only one is not an explicit vegan song, and mm-hmm. uh, we actually ended up adding that it, it was the last one to get lyrics. It, so, in for a while, the whole EP was exclusively vegan material, and uh, it was because when we when we were conceptualizing it, um, we basically were like we are going to make a vegan as fuck record. And even if no one wants to put it out, like we know what we want to do. And so that's what we did. And uh, it's really funny because I was wondering if anyone was ever going to rag on that. Cause they were just like, don't they have anything else to talk about? <laughs> well, <laughs> I do like the, the thing is, is the more I listen to, I think at that point I had only heard it for like a week or something like that. Is that right, Nick? 
Yeah, I think so. I think you had, you had got it and you had listened to it for like a week. Yeah. Yeah, because I ordered the Life Force record. Oh. And I, and I had seen Vanguard like everywhere. Like all my friends were posting about it, and I was just like, "Yeah, there's so many bands out there, you know, whatever." Yeah. But then I ordered the Life Force record, and it came, and it had a uh, Vanguard stamp on it, like a like actual stamp stamp, you know, on like some on the Life Force LP. No, on the box that it came in. Oh, I was like, oh, whoa, okay. what? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, so New Age Records sent me a box, and it had your, it had the the Life Force LP in it, and on the box was like a hand stamped Vanguard. I just said Vanguard, and I was like, okay, that's my cue. I gotta listen to this record. Yeah, I know that uh, that stamp, um, at least part of why it was created, um, was to do. Uh, so we kept getting, I think it was almost exclusively Euro people. <laughs> um, shout out the Euro people, no hate, but <laughs> it was just funny because uh, we kept getting people asking, like, are you going to get cassettes? Like, when are you going to get cassettes? And we're like, dude, we have fucking records. <laughs> like, <laughs> records way cooler than cassettes. Yeah, yeah. We kept getting people asking. For it. And so Mike was like, you know what? I'm going to make some cassettes. And um, that stamp, it's like a rubber hand stamp, um, right. I believe. And um, it was made to stamp the tapes, um, like with the whatever he, whatever. He oh, did. I gotcha. Yeah. So I think then when that was done, he was just like, well, fuck it. It's just like stamped everything. Like, you know, <laughs> everything went out yeah. and stamps on it, which I, I mean, like, that's cool to me. I think it's kind of a cool touch. I, can't I thought it was random, but it got me to listen to oh. your album. Hey, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah. I can't believe tapes are so popular over there that now we're doing another limited tape release. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. We should actually shout that out. Um, um, yeah, Nuclear Family Records is a small uh, label from over in the UK. Um, and I actually, I just have to send the art over to them. Um, but shortly, they're going to be putting up some uh, cassettes of the record. Uh, and donating 100% of the proceeds to, um, they haven't figured out which, but uh, they're not taking a cut from it. We're not taking a cut from it. All the proceeds oh, wow. are go to uh, some UK or EU-based uh, animal sanctuary or rescue. Yeah, they had That's a cool. They were narrowing it down. Um, and uh, they that label has put out some awesome shit, too. Like, they're... I haven't heard anything that they've done that they hype up on their, like on their social media. And I'm always piqued by the art, you know, cause they're the, the, whoever is curating the art on the imagery is like doing an awesome job. And, um, everything that they post, I listen to it. And I'm like, God damn, this label, like everything. Is like, it's like, you know, some labels like you hear, it's like, yeah, like one in one in four, one in three is stuff that you'll yeah. like. And this sure. is like, every time I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, they're killing it. So when they were like, "Do we, would you guys want to do this? Like, we have a lot of demand for this. I was like, yes, <laughs> that'd be sick. Yeah. New Age is on That's board. Cool. So it's it's like a collaborative release, which right. is cool. It's the it's the artwork for your album that got me to listen to it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, one of, one of the guys from um, one of the guys from Bitter Truth posted it, was saying it was coming out. And I saw the, and he posted the cover and I was like, what the and so i kept looking at it i'm like that's that's what i think that is <laughs> yeah it, it's really funny how many people have said that um we've gotten a lot of people that have said like you know that is something that is uh you know like like piqued my curiosity when i saw it like it was it was one of those like images i guess that was it got enough people's attention that it it's that same echoing statement has been said to us. I, I like multiple times, wow. actually a couple yeah. interviews even, which is like, 
we picked it because we thought it was cool. Like, you know, it, it, like, <laughs> yeah, we're glad that other people think it's cool. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like not expecting that to be like a drawing factor, but I'm psyched that it works that way. So, so did you get an artist to make that for you or was that already made? Oh, that's actually a, that's an old painting. Oh, it's really old. 1890s, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, Who's it? Who's it by? Do you know? A painter named Lobus Corinth. Um, it's a, the painting I believe is just called in the slaughterhouse or just the slaughterhouse. Um, yeah. In the slaughterhouse, what it's called. Um, 1893. Oh, wow. And, um, we were debating on what type of art we were going to do. Uh, and at that time when we were picking it, it was, it was just the two of us. (laughs) So we were, we were kind of like, like how exactly do we want to, you know, go through the process of like, I initially, um, the first concept that uh, everyone else in the band shot down <laughs> was uh, it was an actual photo in a slaughterhouse, like a like a live action shot from a modern uh, slaughterhouse floor. Yeah. Um, like your video. Yeah, yeah, except way more grotesque, if you can imagine that. And um, it was, um, it struck me when I saw it, I think I saw it in a Guardian story, maybe. Um, but it was a, uh, it was a photo of... Um, you know, slaughterhouse workers doing their jobs. Um, but the entire, they're in galoshes because the entire floor has like an inch of blood on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had the idea of blacking out the photo, um, making it all black and white and then having only the floor be the only color. So it would be blood red, but it would be the real, you know, dynamic color palette of that floor, as opposed to just like a red effect. And, um, they got turned down though. Yeah. So yeah, for a couple reasons, um, and they're totally viable. Um, one of which it's pretty fucking gnarly. Like, I mean, if you're like flipping through a, a record bin at a store and you see the one we chose, people are like, "Oh, this looks cool." You know, it looks like you know some cooler '90s inspired shit or whatever. Or maybe it's a '90s band I didn't know about or something, um, which is awesome. Um, I think if you were to flip past that, you would be like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> it's like kind of. <laughs> gross um uh which i mean that's sort of the point but also there was a point brought up to us um by a a good friend um i think it was uh one of the members of red bait that said it uh but the point being that uh those workers aren't the the uh target of our ire with the record you know we're not trying to uh villainize the people who are just making a living in these facilities um and, you know, they're workers that deserve respect, too. And so by having a, a record cover with, like, anonymized bars over their faces, but sort of painting them as these, you know, demons is a little counterproductive to our messaging as well. And so I was like, oh, that's actually... I'm actually glad to hear you say that. Yeah, I really can't argue with that point. So <laughs> that was... It, it got shot down. We may, I mean, I still think it could be a cool shirt maybe at some point and then maybe incorporate some sort of message about, uh, you know... Uh, the workers and, and the labor involved not being, you know, what drive yeah. consumption or something to that effect. But uh, who knows? We might use it at some point. I did a lot of work on it, you know, all of 15 minutes, so it better get fucking used at some point. <laughs> you know how many so, I've worked on it taking me like an hour that you've been like, no, we're never fucking working yeah. that. <laughs> oh, I have so much stuff that I've worked on that hasn't come out. Right. It's funny because I, in, in life force designs, we have this stable of designs that are, it's just like 15 deep at all times because we are consistently coming up with these cool ideas and with the youth crew aesthetic being what it is, 
it's so much simpler to just be like, that sounds badass. Let's do it. You know? And it's so easy. (laughs) So we have all these designs lined up that it's like, like we already know what the cover art's going to be on the next record. We already have like six new shirts lined up. Like it's like so simple. And for Vanguard, it's definitely been a more um, measured approach um, as far as like really making sure it stays so everything is on message and, and really trying to not that, you know, not that it's like, Oh, we just put out anything with life force, but it's definitely, it's just a different vibe is all. And uh, the dude from youth energy did your cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he fucking killed it. Uh, yeah. For the life force cover. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a long process. Um, I think at the end of it, he was pretty fucking tired of dealing with us to be honest. We had this idea idea that was like kind of nebulous. Uh, and you were the word blue one more time. (laughs) Yeah. It was just this kind of, um, like we had a concept in mind, um, that sort of, paid homage to our sort of new age forebears, um, specifically in those designs. Like the idea being that, you know, like, uh, the youth of today fist is so iconic and everybody knows it, you know? And then, uh, mouthpiece came out with their version, like so much later, you know, the next generation version and the fist was forward and, and it had the X behind it. Um, and it was like a markered X behind this like forward raised fist. Right. Like that's, that's fucking cool. You know, there are a huge inspiration for the band. And obviously uh, we, we had Tim on one of the songs. It's like one of those things that was like, we wanted to like do a continuation of that lineage without ripping it. Um, which is kind of hard because there's like only so many original ways to draw a fucking hand with a straight edge X in some way. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, how can we, how can we accomplish that? And, uh, Fletcher, uh, the founding, uh, guitarist of, of Life Force had the idea of, uh, you know, it goes with the, uh, messaging of the band to have, uh, a sort of, um, like open, almost like yeah, a yeah. hand, uh, reaching hand. Yeah. And, um, but the problem was, again, there are a million different ways to draw, you know, hands that are reaching. And so there are, I have on my phone, I have like 25 versions uh, that Chris drew. And I'm sure by like, at the end, I'm sure he was pulling his hair out. Cause he was like, what the fuck do you want? It took. It, well, it turned out good. It's so simple, but yet the message is, it looks like he's like reaching out for like a brother to help him or. Yeah. And that's you know? really dude to hear you say that. I'm sure that is like the most vindicating thing for him because he, I, I do think he fucking, and he's a super talented artist and I think he nailed it, but I know that it was so frustrating because we really didn't know what we were asking for and right. sent him all these different ideas and uh, a kind of a fun little Easter egg about the hand that ended up getting used is um, in the 80s Duke uh, movies, or movie, uh, in the scene where he reaches up and it pans up to his hand in the sky, uh, we took a screenshot of that, and that was what was used as the model that's front. awesome. Yeah, that's so there's a lineage to Dune, which, which again, ties back to Shai Halud in a weird yes. way. So it's like it's kind of like a full circle thing for him, which is really cool. That's really cool. So how did you guys find out about Philip Wollen? The speech at the beginning, the your song To Suffer? That's all this guy right here. So I had heard some of Philip Wollen's uh, work or read some of his work before. 
And there was part of me that like vaguely remembered that speech, like subconsciously in the back of my head. Um, and I was trying to write a sample for like, or trying to write like an intro track because when we figured out we were going to do uh, the EP, we're like, well, uh, whether or not somebody's going to put it out, let's do like five songs in the intro. So I wrote this intro thing and um, we kind of went back and forth on it. Like, well, should we do like a spoken word kind of thing over it? And that, yeah, was, that like, was the first idea. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. And I was like, eh, let me see if I could find a cool sample for it. Um, he just didn't want to have to hear me talk any more than he already has to. <laughs> to get you to do a spoken word part on the next fucking record. And you're like, mm, I don't know. I want to do it on the Life Force record. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but, uh, no, so I... You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think it was a great choice because that, when I heard that, it's seriously, I, I want to, I know it's, it's so huge to say life-changing, but it was kind of life-changing. Like you, that's, that's everything we can ask for in this band. Like we've had a couple of people reach out to us. Um, really, I mean, at least somebody on a weekly basis, like reach out to us and be like, Hey, because of, you know, I heard to suffer or whatever track. And because of that, I want to go vegan. And that's, yeah the most vindicating thing I've ever felt as a vegan or just in my entire life in general. Um, and really I, I heard that speech again on YouTube and I was like, this fits the essence of, of everything we're looking for in terms of, you know, us being a vegan band, but also putting forward the message of our, our compassionate intersectional leftist politics. Um, really it just fit perfectly with um you know what we were going for with the vibe of the record from the get-go and i heard it again and i I immediately was like okay i have to put it in there and i did and i sent it to sorry for dropping your name there let's edit it out we can can believe it we can believe it we've believed we've believed a lot of things yeah Uh, (laughs) but uh no uh, so like i heard it and and dropped it in like an early demo version of the, 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 uh, intro. And, uh, we sent it over and, um, sent it over to, to whom I sent it over to our vocalist. And, oh, okay. Um, I, like, did you have to get permission from the label for that and everything or no, this, no, was, no, pre-label. this was pre-label. Oh, okay. um, really like it's, it's a hardcore record, like copyright infringement isn't like as big of a thing as if we were putting out a label, I'm like fucking pure noise or even like triple B or sure. Like that. also correct me if I'm wrong, but he, I'm actually, I'm like 95% sure he gave that speech publicly. He did. Yeah. He was recording at a public event. And I think that's, you're in the clear yeah, in situations. It's, it's not like copyrighted material. I, I actually, after I heard your, your intro, I went back and listened to his whole speech and it was crazy. It's yeah. It's, it's really hard hitting. It's, for, sure. for anybody who hasn't listened to the whole thing, um, because obviously it's much longer than that. 60 yeah. clip I put in there. That's um, his intro to his speech actually. Yeah. I, I implore anybody who hasn't listened to the um, Philip Woolen animals should be off the menu speech to go listen to that. 
immediately and especially if you're not vegan listen to that and ask yourself why the fuck you want <laughs> yeah it, it does yeah it has that effect for sure because i know that so when he sent it over we like i said we had talked about doing a different type of intro um spoken word or maybe a sample of some sort but not necessarily like a speech sample you know we, we were tossing around different ideas and uh we actually didn't have lyrics to to suffer yet either yeah it was it was uh we knew it was going to be the intro track and uh when he sent over that uh the sample embedded in the demo i was like jesus christ this is fucking perfect like it was so, like so did you guys have that like softer guitar part written before you had the sample yeah i had i had the whole i had the whole uh okay because it fit perfect then um and then i fit it to that after um and really i didn't wow really you fit it to it after do it um the timing it just just really like somehow philip Wollen's cadence with that speech um just matched up with what I already had for that intro track. What it was was the suffer intro. It was the ancient dark vegan gods shining. <laughs> really making, making it work. work. <laughs> yeah, everything fit in. No, um, it's, it's the vegan whopper prince. That that speech hit me as hard as you just said too, because, like I said, I didn't I didn't have anything lyrically written for the intro, and it's short. Like once the music actually hits, it's it's like quite short. So for me, I was like, "What am I supposed to say in this amount of time? Like, how am I supposed to utilize that?" Because I'm yeah. fucking wordy, and it's hard for me to not pack as much into a song as I can. And uh, that speech is what actually catalyzed the idea for the song because you know, obviously, if you if you've listened to it, it's what he that's what he says in the song is that, that you know, suffering is universal is based or in the speech rather uh, suffering is universal is kind of the theme. And um, that was where I was like, Oh fuck, you know, that that's one facet of the vegan message that this record doesn't touch on, even though we touch on, you know, five, five fucking different facets on one record, but it's, it, we tried to keep each track its own individual piece of the argument, if you will, as opposed to, you know, just basically every song, this is an animal liberation anthem and they all sound kind of the same lyrically, but I was really trying to avoid that. And um, that speech was basically the reason that that track popped off the way that it did. And it's funny because uh, I sent, when we had the sample in, and then we had the gang vocals um, put in, so just the suffers um, on it, but my uh, vocals weren't mastered yet. Um, I sent it to Javier, um, he act, is a friend of mine who um, lives in Orange County, and he actually did the um, a portion of the layout. And um, I sent it over to him, and he was like, dude, if you guys were in California and you didn't ask me to be in this band after hearing this, I would be like, genuinely upset because this is like, this is the type of thing like I would want to like tie tie myself to. And I was like, dang, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. So, real. so that's definitely what... Um, that's what like we were like, okay, I think we got it. I think we nailed it on the, on the opening track. So, <laughs> yeah. I, well, see, like when I did the review, I, if you, if you end up listening to the review, it is a good review. The the only when touching on this, the only thing that I said was, I wish every track, you know, wasn't Punched exclu- in. Okay. Ex- exclusively a vegan track. Um, oh word. Yeah. Well, so, so what can we say? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, one of them's not. There, there's one track on the on the record that's not. Well, I mean, you guys have the right to do whatever you want. It's just just me as a listener. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, don't hold your don't hold your breath for the next release to not have, also have like mostly vegan tracks either. <laughs> to not to not have them or I said don't don't hold your breath for that oh. to change much because it's probably going to stay a pretty consistent thematic uh, uh, line through the rest of our releases. I would assume. I don't know. <laughs> I feel I feel like we do want to branch out um, in terms of intersectional messaging and intersectional political messaging um with new material but i mean at at our core we're a a vegan band and we're a leftist band and those are our two guiding principles as as yeah yeah that's a good way to put it and the more and like i said the more i listen to it i've had time to listen to it now uh more because i bought the record and it's in my rotation so I probably listen to it probably daily for real. Bro, that's awesome. Wow, thank that's you. Um, really next level. Not to be a fucking corny, like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, that's that knowing someone who can appreciate it is putting it on regularly or knowing that people are messaging the account and being like, yo, like I'm going vegan because of hearing this or whatever. Like, being on a label and having like pretty records, like that's cool. Like pretty <laughs> vinyl is cool. You know, having cool merch designs that we get to print and, you know, we see people wearing them like that's cool. And it's like rewarding in its own way, of course. And, but like those things, like knowing that it's being like really absorbed, that's like, I like legit can't describe like that feeling. Cause like, that's the most <clears throat> thing to me like if I, everything i've else, literally never felt anything like yeah that. It, it's ridiculously rewarding and, and it's i don't think it would be as rewarding if the if it wasn't subject matter that was so like near and dear to us mm-hmm. uh so that's that's huge and it means it really does mean a lot so i appreciate it did you uh did you think it would take off as well as it did i want to <laughs> be modest <laughs> and say like oh we were surprised but I, I would be totally honest with you. Uh, when well, well, your other band, in my opinion, I think it kind of surpassed it. You think so? <laughs> I, I think they, I do. I think with them being in in different enough realms, uh, we're trying not to make it competitive between the two because we have you know shared members yeah. and shared ethos and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I will say though. Um, well, let's get honest. It surpassed it. <laughs> I'm saying when you wrote it and it was done, and and we were we were sending it off to get mastered. Uh, we like sort of looked at each other, and this was before it had been picked up by New Age because it was still it was totally recorded and mastered and had all the art done before we shopped it to labels. And uh, we didn't want to make like the sort of. Um, like spoiled assumption of like, oh, we're already on one new age band, you know, it, we're in one new age band. So, you know, we'll just, we'll get to put our record out no matter what, you know, like no problem. We didn't want to assume that because, you know, as, as everybody knows, like new age is a storied label with like a really awesome catalog. And so, you know, there's a lot of uh, submissions and decision-making that go on that's over our heads. So we didn't want to be, you know, the shitty little new kids on the block because life force being the, the youngest band on the label um, as far as like in terms of the, the longevity of being on the label itself, we didn't just want to make that assumption of like, yeah, we'll, we'll just put it out on new age. No problem. Um, so we were prepared to have like a finished product to be able to shop out. 
and we just gave New Age like basically first right of refusal on it. Um, like we didn't want to surprise you and and you know have this come out on some other label, but we do have another project and uh, it's different, um, but you know it's kind of still in your in your wheelhouse. And um, I, I sent it to Mike. Uh, I was I was actually driving home from Denver and. Uh, I was so I'm on the road, um, and the guitarist sent me over um, the finished, sort of the finished uh, versions, or at least the most finished versions. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna moment of truth. I'm gonna send it off, and um, I sent it to Mike, who runs New Age. And um, in 14 minutes, uh, we had a record deal. Oh my <laughs> and, gosh! Uh, yeah, it, it, it like it was like one listen, and he was like, let's put this out like in a week. Like I want it, I want this out now. I want it pressed. I want everything wow. immediately. And so we were like, damn, with that reaction and with the way we felt about it, like you always like your own baby, you know what I mean? So it's like, we were really confident in it. We felt good about it, but it's like hearing that from somebody who has like the history that he has and like the, you know, he has, in my opinion, really good taste. And uh, so hearing that we were like, damn, I think this record might fucking kind of explode. And uh, it has, thankfully, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's like, you know, on the billboard top 50 or something, but it's definitely like, it's been amazing to watch people appreciate it. So it's, it's like hugely gratifying. Insane feeling. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think it's exploded, especially in the hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting too, because it's, it's bridging, you know, for one reason or another, obviously there's a lot of tribalism in the scene. So you get these bands that tend to stick into like their little camps and it's, that's fine. But it's interesting how many different types of people have been connecting with it too. You know, so you've got, you know, like the militant straight edge crowd and you've got, you know, kind of the more like crusty, um, maybe fast core folks who are, who are still into it. And you've got, you know, like old school folks who are into it and then younger kids who are into it. I'm like, dang, that's cool. You know, it's like, it's not being pigeonholed, which I was frankly kind of worried about just because of the influences. It tends to appeal to typically an older crowd um like i've seen 50 year old old heads talk about our band and i've also seen like zoomers post about our band on tiktok like yeah times and that shit's fucking crazy <laughs> that was I, don't, I don't remember the last time like i don't know if i know what language you're speaking right now like, old heads are like <laughs> sick and, and What's an, an old head is like an old yeah. hardcore guy yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think you and I probably qualify as old heads. I I don't think this guy is. You're pretty close. I'm right? 26. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty young. Yeah, right. By, yeah. by some <laughs> standards, I'm an old guy now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, actually, yeah, that's a good point. By what standards? By some people. By like, some people's uh, standards. I by middle schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> By like, <laughs> by like the 18, 19 year old kid who it's like their first show, like sure. I'm the old guy now. I mean, all it takes is like a lot of tattoos and a beard. And it's like, yeah, that, guy, <laughs> that guy's like an older dude. He's like an older, cool dude or whatever. I actually remember being, so this, um, we're getting off the rails, but uh, I rolled up to the very first show that I played that was outside of my like immediate community. Like my immediate circle was like in the larger city where I lived and it got booked by this guy who I looked at as like, <laughs> like old dude, like OG guy, you know, like 
he was bald and he had a big beard and he, you know, had like a full sleeve. And like, I was like, that dude's like an old dude. Like he's like an old dude. <laughs> he's like an old dude. And it's so funny because he, like, we were talking at the show and he was like, y'all are a straight edge band, right? And we were like, yeah. And he was like, that's fucking cool, man. I've been straight edge for 10 years. And we were all like, whoa, like 10 years. Like we were just like, couldn't believe it. You know, we thought that was so cool. We were like 16 and we're like, damn, that dude's been straight edge forever. And it's so funny because I look back now and that dude at that show was like 27. Oh, no. I'm a fucking fossil now. I guess I feel terrible. You you early, mid-30s? Yeah, yeah. Uh, early, still early 30s. I'll no, still 30s. claim that, but yeah. Almost. So Mick and I are grandpa hardcore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He said 50. I'm like four years away from 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just turned 40 yesterday. Oh, no shit. Happy birthday. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, man. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, it's funny because um, for, for me, I, uh, I always saw 30 as like, if you were a 30-plus punk, like, you're like you're a lifer at that point like you know what i mean like if you make it to that point like you're pretty much like that's who you're gonna be which i always saw those dudes that same guy his name was greg shout out greg um that that same dude was still i ended up being in a band with him later um but he he was still in the scene when he turned 30 and he was like yeah you know 30 plus punks man you know I, i made it and and i always remember being like damn that's fucking awesome like that's like being into good shit and new shit even when you're as you're still hitting like new decades of life is is fucking cool to me because i feel like a lot of people they get stuck at what they listen to at like 24 and they never evolve past that shit well that's the reason why we wanted to do coffee and hardcore because we wanted like i don't know i don't it didn't sound like you listened to the to the last episode or i don't know if you've heard the show before but we only review new album newer albums yeah yeah we yeah, don't. That's awesome. Yeah. We don't do old stuff because we're trying to push newer albums and newer bands out there. Yeah, it's it's actually funny um, that you say that exact thing because Javier that I mentioned that did some of the layout on the record, um, he does a, a podcast for Rev. Um, that's there. There. Oh yeah, we've we've heard it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking cool. Uh, it is good. But it's like there's a million of those because everyone in hardcore has this like the weight of the history of the genre is like crushing the new shit almost because it's people become so gotcha. Like, yeah. You know, so in, uh, like obsessive almost over, you know, like, Oh yeah. Did you hear about, you know, the SSD show that happened in, you know, 80, 84, 85 or whatever. And you're like, dude, how long ago? Like there's a cool show happening two blocks away. What the <laughs> you know, it's like, it's interesting. Yeah. Like that's, that's definitely like a weird symptom of this scene is it ha- it's like crushed by its weight. The, the, its own weight of um, a nostalgia, which is like, it's a good and a bad thing, I guess. But I think it's fucking cool that you guys are doing new, exclusively new shit. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's very. We really cool. only do new. Yeah. We try right. to do only a year or two old albums that are coming out. Yeah. That, I, like, super more cool. yeah. for this year. Yeah. I think that's awesome because, and, and I mean, speaking from somebody who's always, like, only up until recently, uh, until Life Force, I always had this, like, feeling of, like, Dude, it, like breaking through, like to to that uh, sort of like penetrating what people are going to be talking about and getting like sort of that circulation 
through, uh, you know, whether it's like, it used to be blog spots, but again, I'm fucking old now. Um, but like, you know, like, oh, how do we break into the zines? You know, how do we break into the blog spots? How do we break into the, the podcast now? It's the same thing. That's all the B9, dude. Right, yeah, straight up. Yeah, message boards. Like, how do we get the people to talk about us on the message boards or whatever? And it was always so hard because it's like, people only want to talk about either what's hyped or what's old. And it sucks mm -hmm. if you're not one of those things. You're like, God, dude, like... I feel like what we're doing is cool, but no one really gives a shit. And it's like, it's so cool that you guys are like taking like, yeah, we're only doing stuff that's a year or less old. That's badass. Well, see, that's, that's kind of the thing with the, in the nineties though, too, or even early two thousands, like people don't understand what's going on at the time. Right. So when nostalgia hits, so when 2000, like in 2000, people are going to shows everyone talked about the older bands and now people, you know, 20 years later are talking about the bands in 2000. It's weird. It's like people only, they, they don't realize that they're in the good times kind of. Yes. Yeah. You know, right. it's like, you don't realize you're in the good old days until you're out of them. And then you look right. and you're like, fuck, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's, it, I think it's important to be in the now. Yeah. I agree with you completely. So, well, okay. So this is weird because when I see your guys's imagery and stuff, I, to me, I'd consider you almost like a militant vegan hardcore band by your social media. But then, like when I talk to you guys, you're so, like, <laughs> so chill, so so chill and I'm awesome so and personable. That, yeah, like I'm so sorry that we didn't come on like like with our rifles with and like. Our rifles 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 on. On. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna bu I'm gonna bust Mick out, but bust, so bust he, me out because I was a little nervous. <laughs> just like, so what are you gonna do if these? Little, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Tell me. I was just a little nervous because I was like, because I, because seriously, like a bunch of my friends are into you, and that got me into listening to you, and I dig the record, dig everything, and then I get on Instagram and I'm like, dude, these guys got guns. <laughs> I'm from West Virginia, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. We love guns, sure, all right? Sure, yeah. I have guns, yeah. okay? But the, but the two, like, I've never seen like, like vegan straight edge hardcore and guns before. Like those are two that I've never seen together. And I was like, okay, like, are we killing people? What are we doing? <laughs> I was yeah, just a little he, nervous. He goes, what happens if he gets off the rails? I'm like, we'll deal with it. <laughs> like, we'll cut the feed. We'll handle it. We'll deal with it. Yeah, um, it's funny because like that, that is actually something that, again, we've had multiple people be like, you guys are really nice. Like, you're, you know, you're a lot <laughs> yeah. better than we expected. But, but yeah. the thing is, um, like, we're leftists, and we're pretty open about that. And we're not, like, as far as guns go, we're not some fucking, like, two-way shall not be infringed chuds. Like, yeah. you know, we're pro the armament of the proletariat and the working class. Um, and we think the most efficient way for our friends from marginalized communities, socioeconomically disadvantaged communities, our queer friends, our trans friends, to be protected and to protect themselves is to arm themselves and learn how to use those tools to arm themselves safely. Um, and as Arm themselves by guns, are you saying? Yeah. Um, just there's, there's other tools, too, though. Yeah, you're right. Well, which no, is, you're which right. Is like and also encourage. At, at the end of the day, like you should only be using a firearm to defend yourself if it's your life or somebody else's. Yeah, we're um, not advocating for militia building, and we're not. No, we're, not at all. 
And we're also we're also definitely not in the mindset of uh, you know militant for militancy's sake is not the goal. Uh, let's put it that way. So if you boil it down, uh, the easiest way to 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 get that message across for us was it's sort of two in in terms and if you're speaking you know going back to your West Virginia comment like we're in Texas obviously um, and if you're talking about if you're talking about guns specifically and that that portion you know we're not like the point of the band is not to flex guns and it's not to promote the ownership of guns for the ownership of guns sake is that firearms are are just one of many tools that need to be in the toolbox of working people um, and and marginalized people, and there are a couple reasons for that. You know, one is that you can't fight the violent and hom- uh, frankly homicidal and um, openly um, hyper violent uh, oppression and suppression that are occurring against working and marginalized communities. Uh, you have to fight fire with fire. And I'm not saying you have to go out in the streets and start, you know, uh, skirmishes and whatnot, but uh, there should be no reason uh, that working people should not be able to have the arms at hand that are putting them on an equal playing field with the people who are actively oppressing them. And um, that boils down to the, the best way to boil that down to a way that people are going to identify it with it, um, especially people who are more in the liberal camp, who are sort of nervous about guns or who have been taught by the political establishment in the liberal world of, of you know, guns are unnecessary or they're dangerous or they're, uh, you know, in, inherently uh, a hazard in any home that they're in. And those sort of arguments, which we hear, of course, um, is that, you know, whether or not you agree and whether or not you subscribe to those to those ideas I, I can tell you who doesn't subscribe to those ideas and it's fascists and those people do have guns and they are training actively and we go to the range and train with one another and with other comrades in the areas that we all live in and we can tell you we are we are in very close proximity to seeing those people actively training on a very regular basis and the difference is that culture has a head start by by generations um, on anyone who would oppose them, us included. Um, and it's unfortunate that that's the case, but that culture is is well armed. Um, a lot of them are very well trained. That being said, a lot of them are also not well armed and not well trained, and they're fucking idiots too. You know that they have they're fucking playing soldier boy. <laughs> Like that camp exists too, for sure. But there are, there are, uh, you know, you, you'll see for every goofy QAnon, I'm going to storm the Capitol and climb up the steps with my friends and film myself doing it and implicate myself in a felony while open carrying at the Capitol building. And, you know, like for all those fucking goofballs, there are people who are uh, genuine and serious threats who are planning on bombing uh, immigrant apartment blocks and who are planning, uh, you know, anti-immigrant storming where they're going to come in and they're going to plan on executing everyone in a given uh, a black church or, you know, there, there are a lot of those people who, un- as uncomfortable as that might be, and, you know, outside of the typical safe realm of liberal discussion, uh, it doesn't matter because they're there. So whether or not you choose to acknowledge them is your own business, but you, 
you have to acknowledge the fact at some point that those folks are there and they don't care if you're armed or not, and they don't care if you agree with their opinions or not, they are out there and they are training. And so the idea is, you know, a fascist trained today, did you? And that's kind of the point. Um, so sad though. It is. It is sad. Yeah, it, I mean, just saying it's a very sad reality. And don't get me wrong, I dream <laughs> of a world where the work the workers have the power and um, subjugated communities are no longer subjugated. And there is no need for the mentality of a fascist train today. So why didn't you? Um, but but we're not at, looking we're not at the material there. conditions of our world. That's not where we are. Yeah. Um, you have and, to you have to look through the lens of, of yeah what are what are the material conditions in which you're living uh, as opposed to where do you wish you were or where did you used to be it's got to be just like you touched on earlier you gotta you have to live in the present and that's unfort our present situation unfortunately is that fascism has become mainstreamed and it's been encouraged openly by the highest offices of power for a long time not just the last four years yeah because it's been masked off for the last four years which it has been for sure. But, uh, you know, there has been a lot of things that have enabled the rise of uh, underground and above-ground fascist movements uh, for, for generations at this point. Since the foundations of, of this country, yeah. I mean, it, since the fucking British Empire. Yeah, but it's more, like he said, it's more mainstream. It's more out in the open now. And I think Mick oh, of course. kind of touched on it a little bit on the last episode um, about Americanized Christianity. He had a whole talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we actually had this discussion at dinner last night. That's yeah. actually really funny. Uh, so um, we have we have members in the band that were uh, raised Jewish uh, in the faith. Uh, we have members that were raised pagan, um, and we have members that were raised Catholic. So we have this um, and and um, that's uh, good. That's good that you guys have that mixing pot. Yeah, it's interesting, and it, and it definitely adds a lot of um, you know it's healthy. We all had uh, different experiences growing up. You know, like obviously going to different services and different faiths or different rituals or, you know, they all have different effects on you and you learn about, you know, different things and you have different experiences, which is valuable. Um, but we were, we were literally talking about that last night, the differences, um, in even not necessarily in faith or in dogma, but in the cultural value, uh, of the way that the church functions here. And we were specifically honing in on Catholicism and we were talking about how in, a lot of other parts of the world um, where Catholicism is really rampant, uh, it's it tends to be the central pillar of whatever given smaller communities that it's in. And, you know, the culture of a given area tends to focus on the church. Um, but it also lends itself to being a community-building force instead of a force that... Is openly oppressive. Oh, is openly yeah. oppressive and builds divides the way it does in the West. Yes, yeah. And so that's what we were talking about, was that Western Western Christianity, uh, and even more specifically, we were drilling down into our conversation with Western Catholicism, is it's it functions very differently, um, and it's more of an accessory to people's lives as opposed to a community sure. tool, which is, again, it's in itself, is kind of sad, but... I, I'm of the personal opinion that I, and I know that you guys may not agree. I don't know what your current beliefs are, but I know what some of your pasts are. And um, I know that for me personally, I am of the opinion that um, I think humanity has, has gotten to the point where we've moved past the need for uh, such heavily organized religion. And um, I think, uh, yeah, we both agree heavily. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I think we, I, we grew up in the nineties when religion was used as a tool to, 
kind of break you down. Yeah. And it was, it was a very, it was a very bad thing. It was a very spiritual stunting thing. Um, and uh, spiritual abuse. We actually, we talked about that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great term for it. Actually. I've never heard that before, but I think yeah. that's pretty solid. Yeah. There's a lot of folks coming out with uh, PTSD and everything else from spiritual abuse from the last, you know, nineties and the two thousands. So now we're yeah. in 2021 and like you said, fascism is mainstream. And unfortunately, um, Western Christianity has become its, uh, its spiritual yeah. root. Yeah. And, yeah. and so now we're in a place to where like, you know, what's next? Like what's next? Like it, it, it's so insane. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, the book of Eli. Yeah. Great, great you know, movie. And, and that whole, and that whole thing is like that one guy wants to get his hands on the Bible because he know he can twist it and make it what he wants it to say to control everybody. Yes, yeah. control. That's, that's the entire Western side of, of the church. That's what's going on right now. So it's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't it's insane. I don't remember who it was. Uh, I might be attributing it to, I won't attribute it to an author because I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the big American authors, but he said uh, when fascism arrives on the shores of the United States, it won't arrive uh, in a a foreign flag. It will be wrapped in an American flag and carrying a Bible. And and it's like so fucking creepy spot on that it's like, you know, we're watching it. We're watching it happen in mainstream, you know, on literal news networks where they're talking about these groups that, you know, folks in the hardcore community or the leftist community uh, or, or even just community organizers that work uh, specifically with, you know, uh, like uh, community activism, basically, I guess I should say, uh, they've been aware of these groups. Uh, and, you know, there are folks like uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League that have been putting out information about these groups for years. And, it, and it's, you know, the, like I got a pamphlet in D.C. on tour, like literally 10, it was 10 years ago now. Um, that included a bunch of the uh, symbols that were being utilized by hate groups. Um, and yeah. it, it is, it's fucking mind boggling that I can turn on fucking CNN now or whatever. And those groups are like marching openly in the streets with like flags right. and shields with those symbols on them to where just, even just 10 years ago, it was still very underground and they had yeah. to keep their shit under wraps because they would get clamped down on and it's, they've gotten so emboldened. And that's, again, we take it back, you know, full circle to what we were just talking about with our messaging is that like, they are there and they, not only are they there, but they've grown and they've, they've got these new sophisticated tools of, of recruitment. And, uh, unfortunately there's a lot of ripe recruits, um, that they know how to manipulate and how to trick into uh, their belief systems. And, uh, for the most part, those people are working people and, uh, that's really unfortunate. And so, um, the only way to counteract that and protect our communities, um, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever marginalized communities that, that you're a part of, um, the only way to do that is, you know, the sort of the mantra of the armed left, uh, the armed leftist community is we protect us, you know? The wheels are turning now. Like, <laughs> no, 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 honestly, it, it does make me think because I, I don't know, it's weird. I mean, I live in Chicago. I was telling Mick, uh, was I telling you the story? I don't know. But just the other day, we had gunshots, and our neighbor over across the street opened up the door to see what was going on, and they shot at him. Holy shit! And so, and so he's like, "No, I'm good. You know, I'm, I don't gotta, I don't gotta see what this is." So it's like, it's it's weird to think about because I'm not a gun person. I mean, I grew up in the UP, 
shooting shotguns and shooting guns at targets and sure. stuff like that, you know. Um, but I've never been a hunter, never hunted animals, uh, never shot at animals. Um, so guns to me were just kind of like, oh, I use it as as like a toy kind of, you know. Sure. As yeah, a pastime. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And so it's just it is a lot of thinking because when you guys are talking, I'm like, I don't know this. I don't know how what you're saying is making me feel. I mean, I know that's not important to what you're saying. Uh, no, it is. Like, and that's the point, though, is that it is. That is exactly the goal, is that you you just told us, you know, yeah, I've been listening to your record, like, every day for a week. And then you're like, damn, what these people are saying is, like, really making me think. Like, that's that's the goal. Like, so that's perfect. Like, that's what we want to hear because it's, like, inspiring these, these potentially new ideas. And I know that a lot of people, um, whether there are, uh, you know, romantic partners or immediate friend groups, um, we've seen this huge uh, reaction in our immediate social group uh, that has it's been spurred by this record and that's been that's been you know it's gotten people talking it's gotten people involved and we now have a, like a pretty considerably large group of folks who are regularly talking about these things who are regularly, uh, you know, arming themselves, arming their communities, talking to their neighbors, um, getting active in their immediate neighborhoods and communities. And like, that's again, kind of what we talk about the vegan thing. That's the other pillar of our message. It's like, that's what we want. You know, like we, we've got members, uh, that were community activists and have lived in areas that needed it desperately and were involved with CPUSA and all the activism that they were doing in the Midwest. And it's, and that's, a huge part of what we do for a reason and seeing that sort of the record or our message can be a catalyst for that. Like that's, that's the end goal. Like that's fucking awesome. So yeah. it's good that you're thinking, I don't think you should feel bad. No, about it. please don't feel bad about <laughs> No, no. I just think it's a lot of it's over my head right now. And I, I don't know how to respond to it. So I'm not going to. if you want the conversation going off podcast, like please continue, you know, like, talking to us i mean we just think you guys are are cool outside of the podcast too so i will say this from from hearing your conversation not that my opinion means anything but i am i do feel a little bit better that you guys are talking protection and not sure you know because because honestly when you talk when because like i said where i'm from when people when i start seeing pictures of guns and things immediately i'm going Somebody's talking about militia. Yeah, this is some extremism no, shit. Right? Is, yes, because the right. opposite of that. Our goal is to encourage the working class and to encourage people from subjugated minority communities to defend themselves against the fash if necessary, um, and really just know how to properly defend, whether that's with firearms, if necessary or in any other way, um, their communities. Right. Yeah. And it, it's interesting that you, you bring that up, um, not to consistently be the motherfucker that's always <laughs> going off the rails. So sorry. I have, it's all right. It's all right. It's a tendency for me, but, um, it, yeah, uh, training there's, there's a group of folks that I train with, uh, in another state, um, anytime I'm there, um, whether it's for work or whatever, um, and I link up with them about once a month and, um, we go, we go train sort of in the boonies, um, and it's on, um, BLM land. So it's, uh, it, on a lot of BLM land in a lot of different States, you can actually, um, go and you can do target practice. And as long as you clean up, whatever you leave, you're, you're in the clear, but that it's open to anybody. And, uh, there have been, uh, occasions where, and this is not, uh, exaggeration by any means. So 
without giving away who these friends are, or where we were, um, we on the way to the places where we were going to train, um, we stopped in at an ammo depot, um, like a, a gun shop that has a lot of ammo. And um, obviously, we attempt to fit in in as much as possible. Like you got to work within the systems that you're in. You can't walk in flying a fucking Antifa flag because they're going to pop you full of holes when you walk through the door because they're all convinced that, you know, that anti-fascism is this specter and this evil, um, you know, uh, force that's taking over towns and uh, it's going to burn down their fucking Dairy Queens or whatever the fuck they're worried about. So, <laughs> so like, we, gotta, we definitely have to, like, you know, make it, make be as inconspicuous as possible. But it, there is a certain point, like, if, you're, if you have people walking in with facial tattoos and you have people walking in that are, you know, not good old boys, there are going to be some eyebrows raised. And um, at a certain point, we were walking out of this uh, ammo store and um, one of my friends turned to me and was like, do you think that guy just is just called his friends and was like, I think there were just a bunch of, you know, Antifa in my store, man, you know, type thing. Like, and we were like, yeah, I don't know, maybe, you know, and, and we were laughing about it and we got in the car and um, we drove out to the federal land um, where we, we set up our training exercises. And uh, while we're parked and we're setting up a, uh, a pickup truck pulls up that's flying on a flagpole in the bed of the pickup truck is flying a three percenter flag. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with that group, but it's a, right. it's a yeah. I'm not. It's a hyper conservative right wing militia. Um, it's a yeah, okay. uh, organization, and um, they get their name from. Uh, uh, they call themselves Three Percenters, and the name comes from the. It's actually a completely false uh, wives' sale, but it's it's not an accurate historical statement. But the the concept is that only three percent of the colonists in the American colonies rose up to fight British imperialism, and and that's or not even British imperialism to fight British rule yeah. and win freedom and liberty from the from the British. Um, was uh, it was only three percent of colonists, and that's uh, a that's not even factually true, right? And uh, B, it's hilarious that They're they see themselves. Enough to fuck in. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, cracking a history book. Like it's like asking them to Beyond tie their them. asking them to tie their shoes and not use the fucking Velcro shoes from Walmart. So uh, these they don't diss Velcro shoes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny though because uh, these these dudes rolled up. Uh, you know we're in miles deep in in no middle of nowhere. Like there would be no reason for these people to roll up on us. The, the way that they did and they pulled the truck sideways behind an exit point and they got out and they're very well armed and they're obviously, you know, they know what they're doing. And they were like, Hey, how's it going? And we're like, Oh fuck. You know what I mean? Like, this is not good. And uh, they're like, yeah, we, uh, we were shooting here earlier and um, one of our guys dropped his phone. So we were just going to see, can we, can we check out um, around where your cars are um, to see if we can see it on the ground maybe? And we were all just sort of like, oh, fuck, this is not safe. Like, this is probably a ruse. Shit, for all I know, they, they, they could have just been looking for a fucking phone. Like, I don't know. But yeah. the reality of the situation was, like, it was, it was like, oh, these people are out here. And, like, they're, this is not, like, you know, we're not, you know, chasing windmills. You know, this is a real threat to people's safety. And these are the, these are the people that are going to the Unite the Right rallies and who are going to counter protest against black lives matter and running over people with their trucks. And like, I mean, these are, these are those people and they are out there and it's, and it is a militia and they are. Well, out. So what ended up happening with that? Uh, we basically told them, uh, you know what, we're just gonna, uh, we're, we're done here. We're going to pack up. We're going to try and clear out. 
and um, yeah, they gotcha. were, you, you can you you can come check it out then and they were basically like oh okay well we'll keep looking type thing and we relocated into another spot because we were like that was fucking sketchy just to be yeah. safe yeah yeah and um it's funny because when we left that day we were back on the you know these are all like they're not even really roads they're like these like you know um tire rut trails almost that you drive on and uh, we were back on like the the trail going back to a road, and we drove by that same truck later that day, and uh, they were firing a fifty cal out of the bed of the truck. So if that gives you an idea of like, oh I mean, it's like just ridiculous. Like we're just like, geez, really could have been right, could have like, been sniped from fucking right. three, three miles away. <laughs> it's just like you're dealing with a different caliber of person and a different. They deal with a different, or they're they're uh, making their decisions based on an entirely different set of of information. Um, unfortunately, because their their belief systems aren't based in reality. They're, well, and that's a that's a crazy thing that I realize is we have the internet, we have we have everything at our fingertips, but you realize that there's different school of thought, and those school of thought are so focused on their school of thought that there's no, it seems like there's no breathing room for any, for anything. And we have so much information at our fingertips these days, but yet it seems like people are still so divided. Oh yeah. Well, and if anything, it's, it makes it easier to connect. Whereas, you know, Dylan Roof um, was a white supremacist who walked into a a church with a gun and he killed a a bunch of people that were praying in a church. And, uh, he was radicalized uh, uh, on the internet and he wouldn't have been able to have access to the ideas that he had access to that eventually pushed him to do that and think that that was a good thing. Sure. If, if he hadn't have been able to connect with other extremists on the internet. And, and unfortunately the internet's a beautiful tool and it's allowed us to connect. Like we're fucking talking right now from how far yeah. away, like it's amazing and it works both ways but mm-hmm. there is definitely some unfortunate side effects that it allows the wrong type of people um, to also do the same thing. And so, again, that comes right back to what Under No Pretext is about and, and what, you know, the, the writing that, that those lyrics are stolen from are about, too, is that, uh, you know, there is a reason that, the, that working people and that marginalized people uh, need to be prepared and they need to be uh, informed and be able to be safe. Um, you know, and that's a big part of it too. You can't just buy a gun and put it in a closet because it's not going to do you any good. Like you might as well buy a fucking baseball bat. Uh, if you're not training with it and you're not familiar with it and you're not safe and you're, you make sure that the people who also live in your house aren't familiar and trained and safe and your neighbors aren't aware that, Hey, if you don't feel safe and you don't feel comfortable, you can always come to me. Here's why I'm always here. Knock on my door, like building those communities. Like that's, that has to be paramount guys. We are going to have to wrap this up though. Um, we've, gone, Sorry. we've gone over our time but Sorry, i know we didn't go through like half your questions but <laughs> no 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 no, you're, no it's, it's cool i just got two things that i want you to answer this these pretty quickly um good fire yeah what are the what are vanguard's future plans i need to know i need to know this <laughs> as a fan um we're hoping to do some kind of split this year possibly if you say split yeah, possibly looking to do another split or maybe even a three-way split we can't talk too much about yet. Yeah. Wait, you said another. Well, do, do, another release, do a split. Oh. Kind of do another release. Okay. Either a, a, like a two-way split or a three-way split, but we can't let on too much about it yet. We have some 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 wheels in motion. Um, but, but there is music coming. More there music. There is music coming, um, or we would like to do maybe another seven-inch 
this nice. year. Um, yeah. Other than that, we just uh, signed a partnership with Mad Booking for Europe uh, for when the pandemic is over. I'm fully vaccinated. Actually, uh, everyone in the band is, is, is in least, the process of being vaccinated. Right? vaccinated. Yeah. Um, so we just signed that uh, deal with, with MAD for Europe for when the pandemic is over. So there's potentially 2022, some, some big news coming. There's um, potentially some tied to, to the Euro news. There's uh, potentially some pretty fucking mind-blowing shit for, for us as, as fans as well. Let's put it that way. Um, that we might be able to be involved in, um, which we're sort of like sitting here, like fingers crossed yeah. that we can get it to work out. So as soon as we have, you know, concrete evidence that that that's sure. case, we'll we'll definitely be announcing it. But yeah, definitely another release, if not yeah, if another not a release or a couple. Yeah, um, maybe. So you guys have music written, though, eh? Um, we do have. We don't have a, a ton of back material, but we do have a backlog. I got like almost a whole second. Of yeah. Watch oh you yeah, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, nothing like. I, I, I've got at least fourteen minutes worth of music. I, I write pretty much everything for the band, and I have like a whole home studio set up. So I mean, aside from like doing homework and shit like that, I I sit around and write new Vanguard material. So I mean, I have like a a seven inch ready to be off off to the pressing plant uh, once we get it cleaned up and everything there are also i will plug the label there are some cool things um that are coming soon yes. from from the label as well that uh, because it's not uh, our place to say so um i won't let on too much more than that but there's some cool stuff coming around the bend which because of the order in which releases happen you know and, and uh, as they work down the list of who's who's got what coming out next you know that's going to be a, a deciding factor for us too on on what's going to be possible for for exactly sure. what, that know, makes sense. Software. But um, I we do have um, three new colors of uh, the EP of Rage of Deliverance. Um, we just decided on them and they're fucking wacky, <laughs> but they're awesome. Absolutely. So, so if you're like a vinyl, I, I think at this point the only people who will be buying new colors are probably people who like like to collect variants because I think any new people who are getting introduced to the band at this point um, probably would have already been introduced to that record. I would, I would hope, but I'm just saying like, these are, these are weird colors for people who are like, I want that weird one, you know, like that's, that's, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we'll, we'll, uh, I don't know. Are are they still selling the blood splatter one? Yeah, those are. I think they're. I know they're available from um, Cortex. Yeah, uh, yeah, but in the in the states available. here, I know there are some available in Europe. Um, New Age might have a few. I don't. Um, yeah, it's so hard. And to red keep might. So do you do you have a color? All the colors. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all fucking dorks about it. Yeah. Like we definitely we sat down and we like we have the ones even that it was like. You know, they're they're like sold out. That's one thing that's really cool that New Age does is that they they apportion so that the band isn't just like screwed when you start playing shows. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh well, we only have you know the boring color or whatever. And first of all, New Age doesn't ever do boring colors. It's badass. Like they're like, you can do whatever you want. Fucking go <laughs> crazy. Cool. Yeah. So, like that's why all of our colors and all the all the life force colors were like were really fucking cool. Like that because they gave us free reign. 
Yeah, like, I like that. I got the neon yellow. I think of the Life Force, right? You yeah, got that. Yeah. yeah, and like that. The the way we literally starts, have like three day long arguments in our group chats about what's going to be like. Like Michael hit us back up. Like, hey, motherfuckers, do you guys have? Please give me the. We're still arguing yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, but we. That's one thing that's cool that, that they do is that they're like, yeah, it's sold out from us, but the bands have their share. Um, that we can then take to shows and that we get to sell. So even if something is sold out um, or it's like not available anymore because it's sold out online, like yeah. please don't go to Discogs and these fucking dickheads that are putting our records up for like two or three times the price. Like don't be that guy. If you're listening and you do that, please stop doing that Face shit. The wall. It sucks. <laughs> like, like don't, don't fucking. I go to Discogs for records that like, if you see here, I got, Oh, I don't know. The Age of Coral up there? No, no, buy it. You can't get it. That's what I use Discogs for. If you're a grifter that is that you're getting wholesale prices as a distro and then you're discogging yeah. them for two or three times MSRP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asshole. If you're doing that with my band's <laughs> records, you missed the point. Yeah, straight up. Listen to my band. Yeah, like, please stop capitalizing off of us, please. Like, that sucks. Like, we don't Can want... Can someone do that with our one-inch record? They wanted to buy 50 of them, and we only put out 100, and we were like, no. No, like... Not, you can't yeah. buy half of them. Yeah. That's not, like, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is ruined right so yeah we we uh if you're if you have your eyes on one of the variants that you didn't get the chance to get or you missed out on um we will have them so when shows start happening again we have one at least one of everything still yeah Mm. and and multiples of most so i might be hitting you guys up yeah i'm saying i'm saying like (laughs) we want people to be able to like have fun with it and not just be yeah. like, oh well cool i don't live in germany so i don't get the cortex version like what the right fuck? you know like so we we have all that stuff and we want people to be able to like when they come to our merch booth be like damn this is cool i get to pick what i want you know so the most important question of the whole night and i know i probably won't be able to get one but how do i get a life force hat Oh, but <laughs> the, the car hat! I wanted one so bad. Yeah, we, yeah. we need to do those again. So we actually did those before. Life Force did those before we were on New Age, as like, oh, not like so rad. Yeah, it was just like weren't one of those they, things that weren't they like, like pre-order only? Yeah, like, yeah. Like the order. This was before I joined Life Force, but from what I understand, it was like the orders were placed. Yeah, yeah. After people bought them. That makes sense because they're probably expensive. Yeah, they yeah. were. They're, and they were all they're all hand embroidered. So it wasn't yeah. just like Dang. you know, from some, you know, far away right. place where they showed up in a box. Like it was it was, you know, I talked to the person who made them and everything, and it was one of those things that was like we thought it would be cool because we super cool. And so we yeah. just get them for the band. And then when we told our friends about them, they were like, damn, what the fuck? How much are they? And so we ended up, I think there are only like I think there's only like 50 of them. I can't even get one. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even have one. So it tells you. So I'm not getting one. (laughs) Everyone, we actually have been asked that too a bunch of times. People are like, you're going to do that again? Because that's pretty cool. So um, Vanguard's next merch run is going to be, I think, mostly car. Are you doing hats? What I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do hats as a part of it. Yes. I would would love to have a Vanguard Carhartt hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I think that's in the in the cards. We've also talked about doing um 
like they're it's a corny name but it's the best thing that people know them as but like operator caps you know like um like caps that will have like a hook and loop square on the front that you can like put your own patch on um <clears throat> you can have like a velcro patch oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Morale patch like a morale patch yeah. on the hat yeah we've talked about doing those too because we think we think that would be really fucking cool and there are a couple of like really awesome uh uh i guess like crafts people you would call them like uh, like folks who are uh making really fucking cool um like left leaning and, and openly leftist uh like morale patches and um if we could have like these caps with these uh shouts out shouts out off color decals on etsy yeah yeah look up off color decals on etsy yeah look up dorner tactical too those those two can you uh, put a link to that mick yeah yeah what was what was the first one off color decals okay yeah we put links to all this stuff and the second one the second one was dorner d-o-r-n-e-r tactical yeah and and uh, the homie, um, uh, the People's Armory as well. Um, all these folks make like really cool yeah. hook and loop uh, morale patches, or just like you know, they're not even necessarily morale patches. They're just cool little patches that are, are Velcro. And uh, we think it would be cool to be able to have like these hats that would maybe have the band name here on the side or something, and then you could put whatever you want on the front of it. Um, something like that might just be cool, like unique merch because it's like you know, right now. There are only so many fucking t-shirts that everyone can buy. There are only so many pair of fucking basketball shorts. Like everybody has the same shit. So we're we're down to like start changing it up a little bit and making some cooler, more interesting merch items. So that's definitely coming around the bend. Vanguard 511 collab one. Well guys, hey, we're gonna play a song to play you guys out. What song do you want us to play from Vanguard? Oh, it has to be from us. You pick. Um do Ascendant, because it's it's my favorite song on the record, and yeah. it's the one with, like, the least plays, because it's the last song. I, I think that's Nick's favorite, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I dig yeah. that song quite a bit. <laughs> that, that was the one that we obsessed over and really put it so much time into and, like, really, like... And then we released Defeatus, or uh, uh, Detach. Yeah, we released Detach and and uh, To Suffer, and those are the ones that, like, if you go look at the plays, like, those are the ones everyone goes to and plays on their phones and shit. And it's yeah. like, damn, but Ascendant is, like, the end. Like, that's the point, and, like, that's the one that doesn't get all the plays. So, yeah, you should play that one. <laughs> cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank this you is guys really for cool. having us. Oh, for wait. Real. I guess we we don't get. Do we get to know what coffee you're drinking? Did you already do that part? The review. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's drinking. He's drinking unicorn blood. Yeah, I'm drinking dark blood. matter. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, what am I doing? Let me see. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not drinking coffee right now because I wouldn't be able to go to bed. He's a wuss. He can't drink coffee late at night. But I'm drink. I stop at five. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Okay. I'm drinking uh, steaming bean coffee from Colum- from Colorado. Steaming bean. Okay. Cool. Our, rec- our our record label guy sent it to me, and he's like, "You gotta try this." So nice. Is it okay. Okay. okay cool. Send us the links. We'll have to check them out. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, the links will be up there for sure. Oh, nice. Right. All right. Thanks, guys. So, Thank you. Yeah. No problem. See ya. See you later. You too. Waiting consumption
Let's get into it. Let's talk about your picks. Oh, you want to talk about my picks, do you? Yeah. At least let's <laughs> start with the ill communication one. The ill communication one. All right. So I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go, go first. first. I'll go yeah. first. Yeah. So my two picks that I got for everybody this week is all about fun. Because mm. I what you call it. I call it that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I, found, I found these two guys, uh, these two different bands. We're going to start with uh, ill communication first. Yeah. Death threats in the hieroglyphics. It's yep. four songs. It was released October 2020. It was. And uh, I love it. It's three tracks. Is it only th- oh, that's right. It is only three tracks. I'm thinking of a different album. Yeah. It's only three yeah. tracks. Um, and they had some crazy merch come out recently that I dug. Oh, really? Day. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that. They are from the. I should put a to- link to their merch too. Yes, I will. But cool. they're from Tecapi and Oxnard, California. And Whoa. and apparently like that's a like twister. a yeah. And I, apparently that's kind of like a hotbed for you know some other hardcore bands out, out west. So okay. to me, this is what this band sounds like. If you took Disciple AD or Disciple X Disciple X. X Disciple X AD. Yes. They had like four <laughs> different names. But yeah, mm-hmm. X Disciple X and Brothers Keeper, that whole Lake Effect hardcore. And then mm. you took it and you took Snapcase and you slammed the two together with some hip-hop attitude. You yeah, get, with, you get what's that baby. band that sang uh, Jump Around? House of Pain? House of Pain. <laughs> Put some House of Pain in there, bro. <laughs> if, you throw, if you throw all that together, it makes this weird, I'm just going to say it, sassy mix Whoa. of hardcore that I love. I can't get enough. It's just fun for me. It makes, I hear it and it makes me laugh. And then on top of that, wait, 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 I, wait, 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 back what? it up. Beep, beep, beep. Sassy. That makes you laugh. I don't know what, come on. I can't wrap my brain around that. What does that mean? My wife's sassy and she makes me laugh. So this is like your wife's hardcore. No, I don't think she likes it too. Cause it's fun. Okay. It's it can be your know. wife's hardcore. That's not is a it? negative thing. No, like, here's the thing. It just, it's the, the lyrics are very sassy. They're snarky. They're like, oh, and then, you. but because you. of that, it makes me laugh. Like, oh, okay. See, so now yeah. my brain's catching up. Okay. So I was going to say, now, if, if there's hardcore that you and your wife both like, that's a plus. Oh yeah. Well, there's lots of that. Like really that, that life force album. Oh, we good. Both really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And one of yours that you suggested us, we, we both really dig, but 
back yes, to which back you guys should have like yeah okay <laughs> back to these guys um the song that i really dig is the second song it's called ear goggles and x-rays and i don't know if you notice this or not and but the beginning of the song and especially the end of the song ends with the sports center theme oh did you I notice about, that i talk about that in my notes oh okay that <laughs> so that like uh i don't know that's Those so things, funny i'm yeah. gonna yes I'll, I'll wait i'll wait till my notes come up all right so Go for ahead. me it's just a ton of fun that's why i really dug it it's i it's three songs i like the the album that they put out before that but to me this one's just just a whole lot of fun so that's why i picked it i was like i'm having fun this time this is a fun pick for me sure what's what track you want to drop right now i want this drop the ear goggles and x-rays song ear goggles and x-rays let's do it dear sons you shall be judged We are chatting about you just heard your goggles and x-rays uh, from ill communication and now i'm going to give my thoughts on your pick all right do it so i honestly wasn't sure what i thought of this at first uh it's kind of a mix of hardcore hip-hop influences and then i gave it more and more listens and i actually really got into it i i did hear the 2017 release ode to the old gods when it came out and that was less hip-hop inspired sounding i feel like it still had that like rage against the machine influence in the vocals, I guess a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, that's probably a really bad comparison, but um, 
you know how we just compare things that we know right that's that's i'm doing the old man comparing what i know um because i remember one time i said <laughs> i'm getting off topic a little bit but i sent my dad one of my bands and he's like that's cool i really hear like a guns and roses sound i'm like what <laughs> it's just like he's just trying to compare what he knows that's heavier i guess right anyways i digress um it's yeah so it's it, you can hear the hip-hop elements mixed with hardcore it's just more subtle on that first record i still think i like the 2017 release best out of the both releases yet the new release did grow on me and after the new ep and i listened to it a few hours and a few more times i did really get into it and I like how the track Ear Goggles and X-Rays, which we just played, and, and you said this, yeah. has, has that ESPN Sports Center in the song. I thought that was awesome. I didn't know if that was on purpose uh, because the band Brothers from Grand Rapids, rest in peace, they have a song called War at Home, and it does the same thing. It does that in their song, and that always makes me laugh. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, 113 miles and running is my jam on the new EP. I think that is a great song. And so let's drop that now. go ahead and do my next my next album i got stepping stone all the way from queen city or saskatchewan canada uh with escape from the junkyard all right so first we gotta start with the album cover yeah well it was released june 20th yes june 2020 and six tracks six tracks uh the album cover looks like a, a 90s gangster rap album Hmm. it's got junkyard dogs on it <laughs> and a a semi-truck escaping the the junkyard mm-hmm. uh it is to me it's it's it is thrash slash hardcore it reminds me of death angel testament overkill uh a little bit you might not agree with this a little bit of biohazard i think it's the guitar tone i think that's what does it 
Um, but it just, I don't know. It just, like I said, the, these two picks for me were just about fun and there's, it's just fun. Once again, there's some snarkiness to the lyrics that just kind of made me laugh. There's a couple of things that they drop every once in a while that are just like out of left field uh, lyrically or just like, I don't know. Sometimes when people swear in a song and it just is just different and weird and it's not just like, you know, cussing the cuss, but just like uh, just for flavor, I guess it makes me laugh. And so there's a, the first track has that in it. It's just I the first time I was like, oh, my gosh. And I just laughed really hard. So it just made me really like this band. I don't, I don't know. I love there's, there's always, I will always be one of those people that if you have thrash influenced guitar, even with the snotty guitar tone, I'm going to, my ears going to be drawn to it. So to me, it kind of sounds like a bunch of redneck dudes that got into hardcore that <laughs> crashed too. And like, they were like, you know, one day when they were out in the cornfield, drinking beer and practicing their slam dance and listen to Metallica. They were like, Hey, let's start a hardcore band. <laughs> and they kind of mixed it all together. And this is what came out. So I don't drink beer, but I would drink root beer and slam dance to this band. Hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so First hold off, on. Oh, hold okay, on before, here bad. we go. No, I'm just going to say, so that's my take. Here comes Wiley's. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you sent this over, I thought the album cover looked like something that should be airbrushed on a van in the late 80s. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I will say that I do like the heavy guitars and the heavy hitting drums. I like that the drummer and the guitarist find a groove together and play off each other pretty well. Yeah. Um, they seem to be really on sync, the drummer and guitar player, which I really, really liked. Did you notice that? They go into like this just like yes. hardcore groove part. And I was like, this is cool. Um, with that being said, it's just not my style of hardcore personally. Um, yet I did kind of get like a mad ball feel at times with the groove and with the vocals. Sometimes that was the saving grace for me. Um, but you know what? That's all I'm going to say about the album. It wouldn't be polite if I spoke any further about it. So <laughs> it's just <laughs> and I don't, your cup of tea. And I don't really need to pick a song to drop. So I'll let you do that. All right. So here's what we'll do. I'm going to drop escape we'll do that one because that's the yeah. one that i really dig so we'll okay let's just give the listeners one all right we can do that Let's 
All right, welcome back. You just listened to something from somebody. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get into my picks here. Right. So I picked the first one is Power Alone. Oh. Album titled Rather Be Alone, released February 2020, 11 tracks. So I dig this band. I really do. It is pretty much beat down hardcore with melodic guitar parts. Yep. Normally, this would not be my favorite style of hardcore, but I do have to say that the vocals make me really love this album. It's not just growling, yellow, yelling, <laughs> yellowing, yelling <laughs> vocals. This album is 11 tracks, and it comes in at 22 minutes, and I do really dig this band, yet for some reason, it seemed kind of long for me. Like, I don't know why, but when I saw it was only 22-ish minutes, I was surprised because I was like, that's, that's really not that long. Right. Um, and I think I figured out, I think it's because it doesn't really have tons of diversity in the record. Like, a lot of the songs sound very similar, but it's so hard hitting and the band is so super talented. My favorite track is Stay True because it has more of like a punk rock feel, like the, like the drum beat. Right. like kicks in more punk rock hardcore which i really really dig and i also like the the first track self-fulfilling prophecy so let's drop either one of those let's drop actually let's drop uh let's drop the first track right. self-fulfilling prophecy now Let it 
Cool. Welcome back. Yeah. Mick, tell us what you think. So here's the thing. I'm glad you said something about the vocals because honestly, um, the vocals are totally insane. Might be as far as the records that I've listened to this year might be, might become one of my f- favorite. Just, it's just unique. And the album for me right now is probably going to be close to one of the picks at the end of the year where I go, this is one of my albums of the year. Cool. Kind of like how we did last year. Um, my wife and well, I this dug was, this. This was an album from last year, though. I thought it was 2021. No, 2020, February. Ah, well, dang it. Can't pick it's it for good. this year. It's all good. <laughs> but um, Lindsay and I like this album so much that we actually went and bought merch like it was one of those we listened to the whole thing and then we're like okay and she was already on her phone like check this shirt out check this out so we bought shirts and the vinyl like cool right after. good yeah yeah that's why we do this right so people go do that right and listen the groove is strong with this band <laughs> like the groove the groove is strong with this one like there's times when it kicks in and you're like oh my gosh and um you know it kind of i'm going to go old school a little bit it doesn't sound like that but six feet deep used to have this thing like all their albums would just like what band did you say you kind of six feet deep okay you kind of glitched out for a minute but they have have that kind of a groove every once in a while and it's yeah. not the same thing but that's what this band does it just has the this this groove out of nowhere that's just ah it's good stuff um the vocalist is so strong it almost becomes tougher than the music i agree does that make i mean it's just no like, it, do, it does make sense and it, it it makes it sound different than any other hardcore band that's really out there yeah yeah which i really like so yeah i'm i'm totally i'm really glad you sent this because it was one of those things that like now that's they're going to become a in the rotation a lot like good i dig it quite a bit so yeah what's your track my track is either going to be where we stand or the title track rather be alone so let's let's do where we stand that's a good one okay it's dropping now boom boom just listened to power alone and now i'm going to go on to my personal favorite pick nice out of these four and maybe my personal favorite pick out of any coffee and hardcore release i think that we've oh, wow. not not released sorry any coffee or hardcore uh review nice 
Um, this band is called Glorious. The album is called Unashamed. Released July 2020, five tracks. So Glorious is kind of like a super group in London, UK for members and other bands in that area. I looked them up. Like you said, I went to go find their merch. Sold out of the of the uh, seven inch or I think it's seven inch. Yeah, it's five tracks. Yeah, sold out. Couldn't find it anywhere. Even even went to the old almighty Discogs. Could not get it. Whoa. Um, this 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 one is my favorite of the picks of this month because it's five hard hitting songs with a great message. And by that, like, it's just so real and raw. Like it's not trying to be super positive, even though it is at times, but it's just being real. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the vocalist is just talking about things that I relate with mental health issues, sometimes not even wanting to be in my own skin. Um, but positive things also. I just think it's it's a great mix, the message wise. The drummer is out of this world. Yes. I went to their social media and looked up. I think they're YouTube. They only have two or three videos, but one is the drummer playing. Uh, I think it's the op- one of the tracks. I don't know. And he's just so good. Um, same with the guitar player. It's crazy. It's just like perfect guitar playing, perfect harmonies and solos. It's just, anyways, the first track, Unashamed, kicks in with killer guitar riff. You got to drop the beginning of this song real quick. When the drums kick in, I go absolutely nuts. Drop it now, Unashamed. more thing i gotta say about this band is the last song on the ep titled uh i don't want to be me 
is my favorite track on this EP. It is a flawless song with so much energy and passion. So we, we haven't done this before, but I think we need to drop that song right now. Let's do a, a double drop. Ready? Ready. Boom! Boom. Welcome back. I overpowered Mick with this uh, with this release, and I dropped two tracks in a row. So let's hear from Mick what he thinks. All right. So I, I'm with you. It's it's pure adrenaline. It never slows down from the first time it kicks in. It just keeps going. The snare drum on this album is like a sniper. Yeah. It, it just attacks not only in the mix, but when you listen to it, you feel attacked. It's like, where's this coming from? Just bam. I love that. I love that you said that. The the song fake the interaction between the bass and the guitar is unbelievable and then on top of that there's these bass slides like just i, I don't know you don't hear a lot of like bass slides in hardcore and that's one of the things that i love i love just out of nowhere the and it, yeah. and it drops and there's and that song just has a ton of them in it it's like yes that's awesome. <laughs> it's not it's not your typical uh run-of-the-mill like hardcore album drop it it's it's got this experimental feel to it 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 and it it sounds and i sent this in i sent this to you in a message it has this sound yeah and this feel that makes it feel like it's important 
Yeah. What, what did you compare it to? I, I compared it to, and I don't think they sound alike. It's just the, the album feel is the shape of yeah. punk to come the refute. i totally agreed yeah it, it like that i remember like when that album came out and it wasn't even on my radar but everybody started saying have you heard this album yet have you heard this album yet and i was like i was almost afraid to listen to it because everybody was talking about it and then yeah. everybody said this is going to change everything and it and it did like it there's did, so, yeah it, so the, many people the... talk about that album and how it influenced yeah. the, all the stuff kind of that's out now and i kind of feel the same way about this album it's like it's so different and unique. And like you said, the lyrical content is it's hopeful, but at the same time, it's real. And it, it kind of like make you, you kind of have to stop and think. And I'm always like, I'm like, I talked and joked around about how this, this, my picks this month were fun, but my favorite type of hardcore is the ones that make you think like you have to stop and go, okay, the music's good. And this is all great and all, but what they're talking about, oh my goodness, like we need to have a conversation about it. And that's what I dig about this album. Yeah. And I love that you compared it to Refuse, uh, The Shape of Punk to Come. And I, I wonder like, because that record was so good. Yeah. What year did that come out? Like 2000 or 1999 or something? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I busted it out the other day just because, you know, everybody talks about the one song the, I, and I can't remember the title of the song. The one that has the woo new noise <laughs> new noise yeah everybody talks about that song but man the second song on the track the radio Came out 98 by the yeah. way sorry the radio was a transmission something the second song to me the lyric content in that is liberation just, frequency yes the lyric content in that song like when i listen to that and then i think about everything now i'm like gosh this, that came out in 1998 and a lot of things that that song's talking about played out <laughs> yeah in the last you know some what, 10 years so it's such know. a great record i wonder if they're kicking themselves for making that record just because they can't top it right, right. <laughs> i hope this i know I they're this, not right ahead, sorry Go i ahead. hope this band doesn't do that i hope this band like continues to release stuff like that because it is but i mean how can you top a shape to punk to come even if you're the band who wrote it right you're like true. okay we we peaked yeah true. <laughs> we true. can't write a better record <laughs> no one can that's such a great record uh, so yeah so can we let's let's drop three tracks from this album because it's that good can we yeah, drop yeah yeah of course awesome so we're gonna drop fake right now
to your butts unfortunately it's that time where we say goodbye listeners goodbye <laughs> thanks for spending time with us this month we greatly appreciate your support that's right hey give us a like give us a follow help us spread the good news of our podcast to all the ears that you could send it to <laughs> that's right next month we chat with ruben of the chicago hardcore band c dios care and also yes. through and through yeah and uh, our wives hop on and they're going to do the coffee review this time. They're going to talk I'm about their favorite coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. That's right. I am crazy excited for the next episode of Coffee and Hardcore. Join us next time on the Coffee and Hardcore podcast. Mick Cox, guess what? We're done. We're out. Coffee and Hardcore, Coffee and Hardcore, Coffee and Hardcore. Boop it up. Coffee and Hardcore, Coffee and Hardcore, Coffee and Hardcore. Do it for right. We got the job all we got to do. We got the joke, we got the deal, we got the goal, fuck you out of the bottle. If you like the back, you better support him. Copy it hardcore, copy it hardcore, copy it hardcore, boost me to hide. Copy it hardcore, copy it hardcore, copy it hardcore. Get my ass right on line. Deal with it, nerds.